Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. Um, I am personally addicted to a lot of the different cooking shows. You know, I like to keep it mixed up, and there is a new one on right now on TBS called Rat in the Kitchen. My guests today are actress and comedian Natasha Leggero and chef Ludo Lefebvre, the silent beast. There you go. Natasha is best known for so many things, but I have boiled it down to her Comedy Central roast. She had the biggies with James Franco and then Justin Bieber. Love that. All over the comedy touring circuit, a Netflix special and a voiceover queen. Chef Ludo has flambéed everywhere from France to L.A. You have won too many awards to name. But I am going to drop one. It's called Michelin Star. And you have a very unique take on Nouvelle Cuisine. Please welcome absolutely the strangest couple I have ever interviewed on this podcast. Why are we strange, Melissa? Because you're not sleeping together. Oh, this ice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Most of the couples I have on, you know, share a bedroom. Oh, it is. But just because they share a bedroom doesn't mean they're sleeping together, Melissa. Are you an attorney on in your spare time <laughs> splitting splitting hairs like that? I understand your honor. Yes. Just because you're sleeping somewhere together in the same bed does not imply that there are sexual relations. Um, the new show, I love it. Rat in the Kitchen, where chefs face not only against each other, but there's like a mole. There is a saboteur, if you will. Who who came up with this idea? I know it's an amazing idea. I think that's the, the, the gentleman who created the mole. Remember the mole? I do remember the mole. Yeah, that's him. Oh, well, apparently he's yeah. got a thing for sneaky. Um, yeah. Natasha, were you a fan of cooking shows before you did this? Um, I was, actually. I don't know how I got. I got very addicted to Gordon Ramsay. And watched like every Hell's Kitchen. Um, sorry, Ludo. And uh, and yeah, so I was I was very into, and I just felt like it was a it was a thing that my husband and I could watch together cooking shows because he kind of goes off into like action movies, and I want to watch comedy, and so it's like finding the thing that you can like both, you know, like together. Seemed our sweet spot seemed to be cooking shows. But am I a fan of cooking? No. Fan of eating, yes. Critiquing food, yes. Yeah, she's good at that. <laughs> That's okay. I can't cook at all, and I come from multiple generations of women that cannot cook. Um, my son has learned to cook from self-preservation. Let's just leave it at that. Um, how much sabotage goes on in a real regular restaurant, Ludo? Wow, how many sabotage in the real restaurant? I would say sometimes you can have a lot of sabotage. We have a lot of rats in the kitchen. 
you know, and sometimes it can be a perfect day, like it's no mistake, you know. But, you know, as a chef, it's me to catch the, sabot the, the sabotage before the sabotage happens. The restaurant industry is super cutthroat. I mean, yes. it, why would you go into entertainment, which is probably even more cutthroat? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, I like it. I guess I like it. You know, I like to get my throat cut. You know, I love it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, you're right. I agree. Restaurants a lot of cutthroat, but uh, the entertainment is a way more, I think. Clearly, you're a crazy person. How did you start cooking? I started cooking. I was like around eight, eight years old with my grandma in the kitchen. Typical French grandma cooking a lot, stay home, doing everything. The husband's working, she stay home and uh, was cooking for all the family all the time. You know, grandma was a great cook and cook for everybody in the family. You know, so I spent a lot of time with her in the kitchen. We were working a lot. So she was babysitting me. So she was always in the kitchen. So she put me sit down in the kitchen with her and I was doing my homework with her in the kitchen. Ludo, tell, tell her what your dad said that your four choices to, for your career. I am my dad. I was not very good in school. I mean, just I was not good. I was a trouble in school. And my dad gave me a four choice. Yeah, four choice, like to learn a job. You know, in France, you can do nothing at 14 years old. He told me, you can be an hairdresser, a mechanician, a mechanic. Yeah, mechanic. Hairdresser, and, mechanic. Contractor, <laughs> contractor or chef. Pick one, pick one of the four. Well, you know, when you're 14 years old, uh, great, good luck. And I decide I pick a chef. I say, I'm going to be a chef because I love to eat. And I become a chef. That's actually fascinating because at 14, I couldn't decide, you know, exactly. what, ah, you know, what to do with my hair to go to school. Yeah, makes, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so Natasha, I mean, this leads me to something else, which I thought was so interesting. You're a girl from the Midwest. You're not supposed to tell people that, Melissa. How did you end up wanting to do comedy? You know, I I remember, like, I had a lot of odd jobs in the Midwest, and I remember working at a grocery store, and I was just, like, staring at the clock as I was, like, doing people's groceries through the thing. Like, and I remember thinking, like, when is my life going to start? I have to get the fuck out of here. And so I just like my whole life was like, you know, uh, I, I was just like so focused on getting out. So like I auditioned for anywhere, like any acting school, any, you know, I just wanted to get to New York. And it took me like three years, like after I graduated high school, I had to like go to state school because I couldn't afford to go to New York. And then finally, after three years, I saved up enough money and got to New York, and then I never went back to the Midwest. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Just to visit. Uh, you know, I haven't visited in a long time. I probably should. So it's interesting you say that because my mother wanted to be an actress and then became a stand-up. Oh. Was, that the, was that the journey for you? That was always really, I remember your mom's documentary, like she talked about that. And I think that was kind of a shock to everybody because she's, you know, the top comedian, the, you know, the doesn't get higher, but then to have her say she wanted to be an actress. But yes, I, I did relate to that too, because I was a child actor and I always, you know, that's kind of what 
brought me to New York eventually. And I think in New York, I don't even think I found comedy. Um, not until I got to LA and saw other people do hey, it. Tell us the music, guys, please. <laughs> it's okay, Ludo. I'm only telling my life story. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's her so life nice. story. Nothing to worry about. Let's go deep. Life in- from life from the kitchen, guys. There you go. <laughs> or life with children. Um oh, the bitches. <laughs> God the point is, uh, well, I mean, I always did want to be an actress. And then I started auditioning for things in L.A. and noticed that the comedians, the co- comic actors and comedians in the waiting room, like they were always making me laugh. And I, that's who I wanted to hang around with. And I was like, oh, these people are way cooler. And then I saw someone I know do stand up. And then it was kind of it for me. I was like, oh, this is where I want to be. This seems way better. That is so. not an easy oh. leap. I mean, how did Oh, but I also realized I was making people laugh and not realizing it. You know, it's like you kind of have to, like, hopefully also have the capacity for it. I mean, when you're young, you make people laugh a lot. Well, I mean, also, I think it comes from having a troubled childhood, which I think, Melissa, you probably know from knowing a lot of comedians. Like, uh-huh. a lot of times comedians had something... Uh, you know, dark or something happened or things weren't exactly great. And they're kind of these natural diffusers, you know, and they'll try to diffuse situations with laughter and make everyone look at things in the best, funniest way. And so it's like it just kind of becomes this this like muscle almost. Yeah, it becomes a, a, a defense mechanism. <laughs> yeah, it really... Would you say that's true, Melissa, oh, that a lot of wh- comedians are dark? I'm in therapy. <laughs> Let's just, for years, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, no, there's a lot of darkness in, in comedians. If you ever want to see a bunch of really depressed, unhappy people, go and hang out backstage after a show. You'll what? laugh. You'll laugh, but it's, you know, I think if, if I, do you know who, everyone, not everyone, but you know who Richard Lewis is? Of course. Okay, Richard Lewis is like the comic's inner monologue. He seems particularly like, he there yeah yeah there's a there's a neurosis flowing through him that feels very special (laughs) what was it like the first time you two came together who put you guys together we meet on apps that's it which one dating app date you met on a dating app that's super (laughs) cute you should like which which uh farmers only i'm just curious which one an app that gets like hosts, you know, to, to oh, do shows together. I'm on that. I need. We need to start that app. That's genius. Host, host for hire. <laughs> no, it was Kenny who did the mole, right? Yeah. Uh huh. That's Kenny. We put us together. Yeah. Uh huh. Who, who decided yeah. you guys were going to have chemistry? We meet on Zoom. You know, the first time I meet uh, Natasha, it was on Zoom because it was during COVID. How, was crazy was, like that. Was there chemistry immediately? We clicked right away. It was great. I mean, she's. I mean, Natasha. How you don't sleep with her? She's so funny. And so that it was. It was. It was easy to really like her, you know, and have fun with her. She's. She's a funny woman, you know, and very approachable. And the good thing in the beginning, she don't understand me at all, so we never fight. <laughs> so it was also, great. Melissa, I'm naturally. I, I like snobs. So French people are just sort of like naturally a little more snobby yeah. than the average yeah. person. So. No, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've never known that. It's been interesting for me to watch throughout the show. 
Because your chemistry definitely grows. I feel like watching it, like, Natasha, you've learned a little bit more or evolved a little bit more as the series has gone on, knowing how to set Ludo up without he's when be, realizing he's even being set up to be funny. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. Ludo is funny. Yes. Um, it's Fine. not just that he, like, says things funny. It's like he a- actually has, like, a sense of humor but also he has like legitimate things to teach you too. Like I never really knew what acidity was. Um, so, you know, it's kind of fun, like learning food and tasting food and putting, you know, expression to it with him. Oh, look at you throwing around like fancy chef words, expression. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's about food now, Natasha. <laughs> I'm all about food now, yeah. Have you, you learned to what? cook anything? Um. You know, Melissa, you know, it's like... But to use butter now. I do use a lot of butter, yes. Good, with, everything is better with butter. And... That's what I said to Natasha, so she, yeah. And fried. And fried, yeah. If we could do fried butter, I think we'd have a winner and then cover it in sugar. Hey, maybe Melissa- like, you know what I do at the restaurant? I fry the fry in clarified butter. Really? Oh. So every, you know, it's really fried in butter. It's crazy to fry. It's so good. Melissa, do you know how to roast a chicken? Nope. Oh, that is, I do know how to do that, but Ludo did teach me to put the butter under the skin and then it actually tastes even better. No, I, I, French fry question for Ludo, are they thin or thick fries? Ah, that's a good question. You know, I mean, for me, I prefer a little bit uh, thick and less cook, like we do in Belgium. You know, a little bit uh, bigger. In, here in America, it's more thin and crispy, you know, like McDonald's. Yeah, so That's you, what... you and I could never be friends because I couldn't no. eat the fries off your plate. Um, no. Wait, Melissa, you want them skinny with ketchup or skinny with mayonnaise? What's your deal? I, I don't like the mayo. If I'm really living large, maybe a little sriracha mayonnaise. Mm. But I'm a fan of the I... Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, I've never had that. Good, I agree. <sighs> it's good. The it's ch- good. Melissa, I agree with you. The Chick-fil-A, you, and you can buy the big ones in the market now. I agree with that. It's, oh, you, I didn't know that. Yes. You can buy the, a full-size, like, squeezy bottle. Really? Look at huh. me teaching a chef something. I um, love that. So let's go back to the show. Do you guys know ahead of time who the rat is? No, no they, we, we asked them to not tell us. And I think only like one or two producers really knows. And so part of the fun for us, you know, halfway through is to really try to like figure it out. And also, while we don't want to we don't want to know ahead of time because we're going through the kitchen while people are working and trying to figure it all out. You know, who yeah. which of the two of you figures it out faster? No, it's hard. It's really um, hard. Uh- it's very hard, Melissa. Still, we're on the set, you know, looking everything. It's very hard to to uh, see where is the rat because sometimes the cook also are doing mistakes, dropping something. You know, I mean, a lot uh, a lot of things happen in the kitchen because the cook they're under pressure. You know, we need to cook in thirty minutes, so under pressure they're doing mistake too. I would do mistake too under pressure, definitely. The difference is your mistake would probably taste good. Do you? Do they ever start something and you just look at each other and go, oh, this is a really bad idea? 
But Ludo will do that because he, you know, he's just like, he'll look at someone's chopping technique or look look at like their sauce and be like, oh, that's sauce. disgusting. Natasha learned when the sauce is broken. You know. Oh, broken, yeah. Broken sauce. I've got too much butter. It's broken. So you look at the food like I look at fashion and you go, mm, doesn't exactly. work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't I can tell work you. for me. We don't know. Sometimes I don't need to test. You know, I know it's bad. <laughs> what do you do when you have to test it? Has anything uh, been so bad that you guys have had to spit it out? I mean, he happened a few times, you know, because he was a very good sabotage. It's not like the food was bad, but sometimes you have very, very good sabotage. You're going to see, you know, and uh, yes, the food is very bad. I think I spit one time and Natasha too. Yes. What, Natasha, what did you spit out? I think it was raw shrimp. Oh, I don't know. What you, I don't remember what you did, Natasha. I don't remember too. It's a long time ago, you know. I don't remember what. And the thing that that is fun about the show is like not only are you trying to sabotage the dish, but the chefs are trying to convince their teammates that this, you know, yes, this is cooked properly. And so, like, you kind of have to be charming and like as the rat, you really have to like make people go with your thing. So, and you know, time is. Uh, 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 you know, time is a factor too. So it, everyone's really stressed out and you just have to be really good at convincing people that, you know, this is, this is it. It's done. Cause I, yeah. Cause Ludo, Ludo would be like that lobster tail is not done. And the woman's like, I do lobster all the time. This is my specialty at my restaurant. Yeah. And then you eat it and it's disgusting. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't gotten one right yet. I'm just no. going to say you mean- I have not gotten one right yet because you're right. It's always the person who's like charming and friendly with everybody uh, or pretending to struggle, you know, and yeah. you're, it's, I, I'm hooked. I'm just going to leave it at that. You'll um, get one of them, Melissa. Just keep at it. Yes. Cause I should just sit and watch continuously. <laughs> well, I watch with my daughter too. Like it's a great show for like families to watch together because, and then you can all kind of guess. You know, yeah. and yeah. I feel like my daughter's actually guessed more than me. Oh, eh? She did? <laughs> I think it's because kids don't look no. so deep into something. Right. They look for the obvious. Melissa, uh, I need to pay my kids to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> are your kids picky eaters or do they have very advanced pot palates or are they just, you know, dad, I only want butter noodles and you just want to say, do you yeah. know who I am? My kids are very picky, and now they're 11 years old. They just want to eat pizza, pasta, you know, pasta and pasta and pizza. You yeah. know, when I do a nice roasted beef or chicken, vegetable, you should see the face of my kids when I put that on the table. Ooh. It's embar- embarrassing, Melissa. <laughs> when your kids yeah. don't want to eat your food. I'm used to it because I couldn't cook. My mom couldn't cook. And I used to tell Cooper, oh, do wow. not eat anything grandma gave you. Unless you've seen it come from the box. <laughs> I, I feel like I ate beefaroni till I was 38. And now my kid's palate is like so sophisticated. She wants like uni and caviar and like. Amazing. I mean, your daughter loves love uni at, at, at six years old. Seven. Or. But I, I feel like everyone says they their palates can like get much Dang. smaller after they yeah. turn like five. So when my kids were like six or seven, they eat everything. And when they become more older and older, they are more difficult now. Well, uh. I have what's called a nursery palate. I only really <laughs> like nursery food. Which, you? Yeah. 
Oh my God. I am the worst. Didn't you have like exciting foods growing up? No. Growing up in Manhattan, you didn't have like restaurant food? I grew up in LA. Okay. Which doesn't make it any different. But no, No, I was a picky eater. My parents used to have to pay me to eat. Amazing. (laughs) Eat your ten dollar if you eat your chicken. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I do. I, I do chicken, but it can't have the skin and it can't have any bones and it has to be white meat. I will not eat anything that resembles what it once was. So even wow. the chicken with a little leg, like the little, yeah, uh-huh. can't do it. All I used to eat was French fries, French onion soup, spaghetti with meat sauce, mac and cheese from the box. I mean, I was a nightmare, and my parents always wow. had an amazing houseman slash chef or whatever, and crazy. And I'd be like, "I don't want to eat it," and I'm still the same way. My son, by the way, Natasha, my son's a great eater. Oh, he? Melissa, you can't just throw out the term houseman and not explain what that is. We would have my parents always had. You're such a. Fan. <laughs> I want one. It's aspirational. Yeah. So my parents always had, like, a couple. So they would have, like, the housekeeper and the houseman, which is someone who kind of helps run the house and is in charge of things, plus can also do, like, butler serving and things like that. And they're married? And Yeah, usually. And one of them, my parents was always, one of them had to be a really good cook. Wow. Yeah. Uh, um. That's amazing. I Because I, you know, doing everything myself all the time, I'm like, this can't be the end. No, it is not the end. It is simply the beginning. But, you know, that was my parents. Oh, man, I'm putting it on my vision board right here. Man. I want one, too. But better yet, now you have a house manager. who. Oh, hey, right. So the people across the street, I just moved into a new house, and I saw what I thought was the owner of the house. So I went across the street to introduce myself, and I'm like, hi, I'm the new neighbor, blah, 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 blah. I go, you know, I'm so sorry if we've been disruptive with our construction. And she goes, oh, I'm not the owner. I'm the house manager. I manage all of their properties. Wow. At which point, I walked back across the street and cried. (laughs) Just quietly wept. (laughs) First rule, teach your houseman to not tell strangers that you have a lot of properties. Oh, but I was just like, I manage all of their properties. I'm so- well, thank you for sharing that, Melissa. I mean, you had a very special upbringing. So, yes. you know, we get it. Yeah. But by the way, Postmates is my friend. And this is how bad. My son will call me from Taco Bell and say, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it a seven-layer burrito? I know, I do. What's your Taco Bell? I Just the regular tacos, but I'm a little bit brokenhearted because I, I uh, there's no more super taco at Jack in the Box. Now they just have, like, the little mini tacos. But I, super tacos were the best. Just saying. Wow. Sorry, Lindo. I would never eat at Jack in the Box. Uh, that is uh, impressive. Never, never eat at Taco Bell. Yeah, there's seasoned, really? the seasoned never, curly fries ne- at Jack in the Box. No. Oh, you don't know what you're missing. Don't know what you're missing. Okay. (laughs) He's like, yeah, uh uh-huh. So, Ludo, you were awarded a Michelin star, which is kind of like being nominated for an Academy Award. But since you have to get multiple, it's like 
you are nominated but didn't win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was nominated for the James B a few times, but I never win, Melissa. That, nominate. That's it. Do we do we need to start a letter writing campaign? Please, Melissa. Yeah. So, what I found, and sadly, your restaurant in LA just like so many closed during the pandemic. But I was reading this idea that you have for pop up restaurants. Well, mm-hmm. he has restaurants in LA, though. Right. But yeah. I'm with the one that got the uh, Michelin star. Oh, that's the Yeah, cruise. I make the Michelin star and I did a, a kebab concept to go food because you know Michelin star restaurant is not very built for to go so at that time I need to reinvent myself and create a concept for to go and I and I create this concept called Ludo Bab mm-hmm. and it was kebab concept like everything was grilled on the wood fire kebab you know beef uh, chicken lamb uh, we did some fish too. I mean, it was great. It was a good, good, good uh, concept. I did that during the pandemic. So to go food. And are you going to do more of these sort of pop-ups? I know you've got yeah. restaurants in Vegas. I've ate way too many meals at Lava, which I know you created the menu yeah. for. That was my mom's but, go-to uh, place after I, her show. I closed, the, I closed the restaurant Trois Mecs, the Michelin star, but I want to reopen it. I miss it. Oh. Yeah, I miss the pressure. How do you come up with how do you keep it fresh i think keeping fresh you know to be creative and fresh is 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 to go hunting hunting for the best ingredients you know my first job as a chef is to hunt for the best ingredients and after when you have the best ingredients that's where comes the creativity and the technique you know like if i take a tomato what i'm going to do the tomato eat it raw confit push roasted fry you try all the different technique what's making sense and after you pick one technique and you do a dish with that, you know. But uh, yeah, creativity, it's, uh, it's something uh, always in my head, you know, always. I love to create. I love create. I love to, uh, the fun part of being a chef is really the creativity. Not to run the restaurant because it's a nightmare now. Oh, awful. Oh, Melissa, it's a nightmare. With the, oh, 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 oh. Melissa, also hanging out with Ludo when we were shooting the show in Atlanta, it was <laughs> really interesting because he, he didn't want to go to like, all it's like a food town but he didn't want to go to all the different restaurants because he said it would influence him so he just would we'd go to the same thai place across the street every night because you know he didn't want to get influenced and then i asked him how do you get your influence and he said oh from cook old cookbooks vintage cookbooks or from dreams dreams that's it which i think natasha is probably a little different than your comedic process (laughs) well But, you know, it is actually true because a lot of comedians don't like to see, like, there are comedians that are, like, from where you're from and have the same situation and have the same amount of kids and have a similar outlook. And, like, sometimes you don't want to see them because you're like, I don't want to be influenced. Cooking, if I love a dish in the restaurant, I know I want to replicate. It's not to copy, but I I would love this flavor, so I would want to do it for my customer also. So sometimes Mm. I'm scared to go out and get influenced and the to replicate a dish I like, you know, and it's not my dish, you know. It makes total sense. Also, to pivot back to Natasha, you don't want your material stolen or be accused of stealing someone's material. Right. Which is a huge... I mean, that's like the worst thing that can happen. What is your process? You know, my mom would write and then go constantly to small clubs and keep trying out material and refining in it. For her, it was just constant mileage. 
even to the end. Mileage meaning like going out, going out. Going out, trying material, refining material, finding material. She would record all of her uh, stand-up in small clubs so she could hear what was working, why it was working. And she would wow. she would put notes on the stage, huge cue cards, so she, she knew the new material she wanted to hit because she always felt strongly that she didn't want people to just have the new material in case it didn't work. Wow. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. That is what I did do. But now that I have a kid, I'm like not really wanting to go up and travel as much. Would you go with her ever, Melissa? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should start figuring out how to take my... What, what, do you remember how old you were when you first saw her on stage? Not a clue. Not a like, I'm still afraid because I'm kind of dark and I make fun of her. So I don't really want her <laughs> watching that. <laughs> okay. As much as I joke that I'm completely fucked up, I have managed to get through college, have a career, and raise a child that has managed to also get into college. Right. So I'm not sure it really screwed me up last night. Um, quick last questions. Quick last questions. Other than the roasted chicken, Natasha, what have you learned working with Ludo? Uh, well, Ludo has this very famous omelet, and um, I can I can do it as a scramble because the ingredients are so simple and easy. I, that's what I, anything that has like three ingredients, I think it's just butter, eggs, and that special boris and cheese, right? Yes, Natasha, you're right. So anything with three ingredients, I kind of like get excited about um, trying, but the technique took a little too much time for me, but it tasted really great as a scramble. Good to know. And you can, you can Google Ludo's omelet recipe and try it. It's delicious. And Ludo, sort of the same question. Has Natasha taught you how to write and perform a joke? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, but you know, we know what I would love to do. All my friends, you know, Melissa, tell me, you need to ask Natasha to roast you. Yes. That's all my friend wants. I say, oh, no, I'm not sure about that. I say, you know, I'm not sure. You know, my, Natasha is my friend now. So I don't want my friend to roast me. But all my friend roast Season no. two. I'll do it for them. Season okay. two, Ludo. There you go. No. You know what I don't know about Natasha is... In life, to enjoy life, you know, Natasha has so much energy. She's so much fun, and she's a good example for me to have fun in life with people. Natasha, she's so cool. Well, I agree. <laughs> I agree yeah. with that one hundred percent, Ludo. You are very cool too. You guys, of course. Make sure you watch Rat in the Kitchen on TBS. It is so much fun, and it is so exciting for me to get to talk to both of you. Thank you so much. Aw, yeah. thank you. I'll try those curly fries. Yeah, me too. Thank you for the advice, Melissa. Bye, Melissa. Bye, Melissa. A Huda Media Production.